coming in so hot <laughs> yo all right that's the theme song and i feel like every good podcast deserves a good theme song and if the podcast host is a producer and an mc there's no reason he should not be able to make his own intro thus i did so we are here at art to empire radio i'm your host tion buku one aka mr generous we got another special guest in the house my man my brethren who brought a whole bunch of dope Everything. I mean, just merch, collabs, and so much to get into. Um, but I'm going to let my man introduce himself. Yo, tell him who you are and where you're from. Yo, what up? This is uh, Jesse Hernandez, the urban Aztec. Uh, born and raised in the East Bay. Uh, visual artist out here doing everything from murals to toys to uh, posters, illustration, animation, tattoos, all, all across the board. All right. So how long have you... All right. <laughs> you already answered number one. What like what are your primary art forms for your business? Got you. So uh, I would say uh, murals are a, a primary focus. Um, toy design, also um, you know various forms of illustration and uh, design um, for apparel or other logo type stuff. Um, I also do uh, flash animation. Well, what it used oh, to be okay. known as okay. now it's just animate right yeah um but so i i used to do a, a lot of that and occasionally gigs come up still so i'm actually doing something that still uh at the moment right um multiple lanes what else uh but yeah no it's a little bit of everything a little bit of everything okay you've turned your art into an empire <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but so when in your artistic path did you decide or like realize this is actually financially viable to be a career um i think for me um art was always kind of something that that i had to do right, right so it was right. like there was no I've, I've done plenty of other jobs where you were not you know art focused it, right. it would drive me crazy right You're like you always had to have some sort of creative outlet and um so i think you know when you could finally get um jobs that were focused on art. So I was, 
doing stuff that was, um, you know, uh, uh, different gigs for uh, studios and things like that, uh, working in, um, you know, television and production, uh, video games, stuff like that. Right. But even then, I was always doing my own stuff on the side. Right, right? okay. So, and then I've been uh, 100% freelance the last nine years. Last nine years. So, but what year was that when you first was like, okay, you know what, like I think... Okay, when was the first time you made money off of your art? Like when you first, your first commission or like any of that? Uh, probably in like 95. 95? What yeah. was it? Um, at the time, I think I was airbrushing shirts. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, okay, so you come back from like, yeah. okay. Uh, but yeah, and then I was also doing like, uh, I did some like uh, book cover illustration stuff also. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I was trying to, to get into like uh, comics and animation at the time and um, I, I learned quickly that I wasn't so much the sequential art dude as that much, like, right? Because I, I got so obsessed with each piece, right? So it was like, oh, okay. I don't want to um, leave stuff, you know, like partially done and just keep, you know, moving across, you know, right? Which is in comics, it. you really, you, yeah. you're, only, you're only a part of the process. <laughs> you're not the whole process, so you can't, yeah. So I think um, I was more like, well, I think I'm more of a cover dude, you know, like <laughs> right. Just make one thing that's, that that's pops all yours. really hard, yeah. Right, right, right. And then uh, it's you focused on that one image, right? Um, but so yeah, <laughs> it's funny that eventually uh, now we're back to where I'm kind of doing stuff related to comics, where that's where I wanted to start, right? Never. Right. Broke in, like, and got lost in other stuff. And right. Now find myself finally there. It only took twenty five years. Yeah, we hey. call we call it the scenic <laughs> we call it the scenic route. Yeah, for you real. You know, you had, there were other things you had to accomplish and acquire before you were were in the right disposition with your styles and probably value and understanding how to navigate <clears throat> these different things. So, you know, so okay, let's just let's just take it back. So you said you started, you know, you first sold something around ninety five, and then just nine years ago. You started, you went full time. Yeah. Right. So how did you make that jump from like, you know, art on the side, make a little money here and there. I got a job though, so I could feed my, you know, my yeah. family. And then like, yo, we about to just go ahead and do this. So <laughs> I actually got pushed into it. Um, oh, because, uh, your wife, no, no so <laughs> you <laughs> need to just focus on your yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. Shit. You never hear. From <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's always had my back and everything, but, right. um, uh, I was at the time I worked at Zynga, uh, mm -hmm. which was a, a video game company. Is that Z Y N G A? Is yeah. That that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I was there for three years, and they eventually like basically went through a whole thing of layoffs, which I was kind of used to being the last man standing. Right, right. 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 And you know, like even so, I'm like, how can this be? But all right, I guess this is happening. And so I got clipped after like three years of being there. Right. And um, so at that time. Uh, I got basically pushed into being 100% freelance. Oh, because you got laid off? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, yeah. He, he's saying it in such a poetic way. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, so did they make you? Okay, they were basically like, you don't have a job. And so. Yeah, and so it was, um, you know, and then it was like, well, how's this going to work? You know what I mean? Right. And, and um, you know, it took a while, but I feel like every every year you would keep building on what you're doing. Right. And, um trying different ways to make it work. And I think another uh, revelation I had too was, um, I don't know if this might answer another question later, but <laughs> I started um, realizing, so I would always do signings at conventions, things like that. Right. right. But I didn't have a steady presence. Right. So I started realizing I need to get out and show my work and have something up wherever right. I'm at too, because then, you know, people might miss you like pretty easily amongst right. all everything going on. So I started um, 
doing more conventions where I was only doing like maybe one or two a year right um, back then and now I'm doing a lot more um but yeah no I mean uh getting laid off was was terrifying obviously right um <clears throat> it's then, turned out to be a blessing for quite a few people yeah and it, it was just kind of like all right well they're pushing me to take the leap I wasn't gonna do right you know I was like I was I was fine doing stuff um, you know, creating, you know, art animation stuff for a video game. Actually, uh, so I worked on Farmville of all games. Oh, okay. Well, see, I, um, I could tell by your style, like looking at what I'm seeing, I could see that was where you was. And uh, <laughs> they literally asked me when I was being interviewed, they're like, dude, are you sure you can do this? Like, this looks really cute compared to what you do. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, you just ain't seen that side yet. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, I don't talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> I've been doing that for a while. Right. Um, but uh, no, it was funny, man. So like, um, I ended up having, I think, the highest selling stuff that they ever made in that game. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, I don't, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I was um, gonna say, is there? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously things you can in-game purchases. Is that what you're talking about? Or? So yeah, so there was particular assets people could buy within the game. Okay, and they would collect these different things. But so then, the top selling ones um, were always the horses in that game. <laughs> right and so but it was always kind of like a yo like we don't just let anyone touch that like that's, right that's our money right there right right and so when i finally got the chance at it i did the number one and number two of all time wow uh, for them and you know they're like okay cool you can do some other stuff okay so like, <laughs> so you show you showed and proved that you could, yeah. you could you could draw a horse right that would be as the, as commercially viable as their horses they let me get kind of uh you know edgy with it you know because i'm that dude but some uh, sharp edges yeah, on yeah. Horses. So i did the uh <laughs> the nightmare stallion oh okay was, yeah, yeah you know yeah. like all right cool that that looks like okay. literally fire so you but, brought a little more dark and you yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't really go soft he was like <laughs> you said you could and you got it and then turned we'll, into nightmare we'll keep you know. your cute uh, aesthetics but we're gonna make it more right you know more hardcore. Like dark cute. Yeah. <laughs> like dark cute is like everything now. I mean, my, my daughter's 15. There's a lot of dark cute fashion. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I don't know if that's what, they probably don't call it dark cute. But. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the whole uh, vinyl toy stuff too, where it's kind of like, oh, this is something that is kind of cute, but also like it's gangster and can kill you at the same time. Right, right. It's like there's something really uh, messed up about it. Right, right, right. The juxtaposition of that. So. <clears throat> that contrast for sure. So the first... The first year of going completely full time on your art, like yeah, how did how did that conversation first go with your wife, and then how was it the first year? Because usually, you know, first year is not unless you just landed. You was already on, you know, you had such a following already. But like, how was that? So, um, I had actually painted a lot that year. Um, so like, it, it was kind of weird because things were already lined up for like mm -hmm. right when when that ended. So like, uh, actually that piece that I showed you for the um, the Oakland Museum. Right? Yeah. Um, so I painted a mural for the Oakland Museum that year, 2014, and it right. was like, even at the time I was like, well, how am I gonna have time to paint this? And oh, I got laid off. I guess I got time. You're now. like, oh, and, I guess I have time. Uh, right. So yeah, I did that, and then there was a few other pieces, and then um, I was painting in San Francisco with um, Twick and uh, Spy and mm -hmm. Jeff Martinez. Um, and uh, but yeah, just you know, was suddenly available for more stuff. Right. You know, right. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, let's go paint, bro. I don't want to think about this. Right. Stuff. So you were already kind of. I mean, you you were already building your network for years, obviously, long before you went full time. So you had sure. kind of a you have relationships and some value, some cred. Because um, I was going to ask you, like, how are you getting these gigs in the first year? Yeah. So uh, my whole, um, I guess, uh, 
you know, what would you call that? I guess uh, connections. It's all built through network, really. Yeah. Right? And so the the strength of the relationships you've built over time. Right. And um, you know, knowing a lot of people in a lot of places, and you know, kind of being your own agent, really. Right. 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 Um, and where, because uh, you know, that's always been one thing too. Where I've kind of tripped on is like, do you need an agent or someone like that too? Right. Right. And, right. Um, <clears throat> it's a topic. And but that's you know just been like, well, if I already have you know, the connections to folks, I don't necessarily need that unless they're bringing more to the table. Right, right. So my question, I guess, since, man, you, you, I was number seven. Okay. Sorry, bro. I, did, no, no, I, it's, I read a couple questions, bro. Sorry if I jumped ahead. Oh, no. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. This is, this is why. It's like that's a loose roadmap, but it goes where yeah, it goes. Yeah. And if, it, if we go from one to six to four to two, then that's what it is. So, well, let's talk about that real quick before we get into detail. Like, so do you don't have a manager or an agent? No. No, never have. No. Okay. Um, and oh yeah, because we were talking about uh, the going freelance stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the this, it's still of... somewhat related, but um, sorry if I jump back. To no, you. We'll no, come we, back good. This way. we good. We um, good. But yeah, I mean, for me, it was uh, how are you gonna make this work, right? How right. can you possibly make enough to you know provide for your whole your family yeah. like you've been doing, right? Right, and, right. Um, you know, so you know, right away, I was like, oh well, that four hundred one k is gone. Like, right. So right. that's what I lived on for a minute, just right. to, while I figured out what was next. Right, right. And I'm like, all right, cool. So what can I get into? Then you know, I tried to get other art jobs at first, but then it was like, you're too old, bro. Like uh, the legit ageism. Right, you know, right, like, right. Like we'd rather hire anyone out of school than the experienced person. Right, right. Why would we want someone that knows what they're doing? Yeah, we want someone who can tell them what to do. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And um, so yeah, so that was weird. Um, I, I you know would still get um like animation gigs here and there. Right. Um, and then um yeah, we'd be painting and and I mean. I guess I've always been doing so many different things that there was stuff popping. I just suddenly had more time for it. Right, right. So then I just started trying to stack, right? Right, and, nurture more and really um, dive in, yeah. But then, so each year you're kind of like, you know, you'll be good for a minute, but then once something, if, if there's nothing popping at the moment, you're like, well, how do I start creating the next thing? Or yeah, what do I need to work yeah. on now? And so, you, like, there's never, um, you never sleep, really. Right. Right? Like, um, you're always thinking of something, whether or not you're drawing or painting or whatever happens to be you're still plotting on whatever the next thing is right right and and how do i make something jump off or uh what should be going on you know how can i push into something else um and i think i actually got into tattooing for a while too at that time right right um, and then you know did that for a few years and uh, while I was trying to figure other stuff out too, and, right. and that was super dope as well. You know, getting to work on that, um, and then yeah, bro, like it, it's it's all kind of a roller coaster, right? Yeah. Um, where that's uh, the only way I can really describe it. And I thought it was kind of not amusing, but it was uh, validating for when everybody went through COVID and suddenly didn't know how they're going to get paid, when right. they're going to get paid. Right. I'm like, bro, I've been living like You're this like, for yeah, eight, nine years. I, <laughs> I, I, I self-induced COVID on myself, yeah. so I had to learn how to figure this out. You understand yeah. freelance artist gigs, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think people who work for themselves, unless they were solely in the entertainment industry, which half my friends were, booking yeah. agents, touring artists, that, that they had to learn it's a whole same, different, right? yeah. They, they well, their whole industry got hacked away, so they really had to get even more creative. But at least they were used to being, like, I need to create something. Um, but one of the big gems I'm hearing from you is, uh, you've diversified your creative lane so much that by the time you took the leap to really focus full time, you had already planted a lot of seeds in a lot of different lanes. Yeah. Um, and 
that to me is it's, that's what I've what I've done. So that's, that's one of my stabilities is that it's diversified. Yeah. Um, but also it stabilizes you because you have so many different lanes that it's not just one or the other. It's like no, nah, I've diversified. So if this is slow, I'm gonna get into tattooing more. If tattooing is like slowing down, but this picking up, I'm gonna go get my murals bond. Or you know, it's all. But <clears throat> so that's a gym just diversified for real. Like yeah, really diversify if you want to like string together a complete income. Um, is is diversity now? Here's the other challenge. Most artists can't handle business well. So the diversifying <laughs> the talents is one thing, but handling business. So do you like, do you enjoy handling the business, like the follow-ups, the building relationships, the paperwork? How do you do that? You have no agent, no manager, but yeah, right. I mean. I hate paperwork, bro. That's my right. least favorite thing to do is to have to switch brain modes, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, I'm able to do it, but I can't stand it. Um, right. Let's see. Well, uh, I I do uh, enjoy networking and chopping it up, meeting people, yeah. and, and like you know, it's because uh, that was another thing too. Is is you're always learning, right? Yeah. And, and so it's you know what um, you know what are these dudes into? How do they get into that? Like you know you know in respectfully like learning from each other. Yeah, because exactly. Generally, people have a question for me too or something, so we're right. always you know bouncing info off each other. Like, yo, how'd you get this made? I'm like, oh yeah, this is how you did it. Blah 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 blah. Right, and, building on it. Um, so always kind of doing that, and then. Yeah, I think starting to understand how different things work, also in, in like within companies and whatever, yeah. right? Is yeah. is another uh, talent. It's like, all right, how so to get work with these people? Who do you right. need to know? Right, right, and and that's another thing that is you know it's it's all who you know also. Yeah, um, in everything in life. Right, um, and it's you know not necessarily that they can make anything happen for you. You still right. have to be talented to yeah. make it work. Yeah, but they can open the door for you. Yeah, um, and then you have to kick it in. Right, right. and and that's, and know what questions to ask and know how yeah. to how to maintain a relationship and hundred percent. You know yeah. how to not burn it down the first. You know all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so back to yeah. business stuff also. Um, that's another thing. So say like contracts, right? Yeah. Like, um, that is a whole other mode that I have to get into is, is reviewing your own contracts, making right, sure everything's right. on point. Um, and I think, I, I mean, I'm decent at negotiating. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm like fantastic at it. Um, right. Right. You know, there's some different jobs where like, say when you're, you're talking about toys and, and contracts and stuff like that, right. like, you really have to know what's happening in there. And you know, there's certain words you always have to watch out for. Right. Right. Um, and then I think it's just, yeah, a matter of, of learning that sort of stuff. And then, um, you know, I guess, yeah. Like, and I think that all comes from experience, right? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. did you get burned? Yes. Right. Don't get burned again. What was you that? Know, like, right. As long as you learn from it, it's not as bad, right? right. It's, it's a hard lesson, but if, you know, if you're still alive, loss, you can live. So, before we get out of that specific thing, you said there's like certain words you learn to look for. What what are some of those words when you're dealing with those contracts and pertains to toys and stuff? Um, exclusive and non-exclusive. Uh, okay. For sure. Um, you're you know if possible you want to retain rights to everything you're doing. Right. Right. With um, whether that's music, toys, art, whatever right. that happens to be. Um, you know, and I've seen some contracts that. Um, some people are very cool, like and looking out for you, and other right. ones. Sometimes they don't even mean to be screwing you over, right. and they do. It's just in that yeah. contract they it's were like, handed by their. Yeah, I found this contract online, and yeah. here it is. And I'm like, oh, why'd you give it to me? Like, <laughs> right, right. This is the exclusivity in perpetuity. Yeah, like, like in all everything. Did, did you mean whatever? that? Yeah. Oh no, no, I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's all types of weird stuff. Um, 
but that's yeah that's one of the first things i look for is that right um and yeah, and then the term also, like you said, in, in perpetuity or versus right. how long is it? Learn you know? those words <laughs> yeah. in perpetuity. Like yeah, that's yeah. a word you want to avoid unless they're paying you right. in perpetuity as well. Unless there's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're paying you in perpetuity. It's like, all right, fair, fair. If you go pay us in perpetuity, I guess it's good. Right, you know? <laughs> right. Still think about it, but I mean, you know. Um, uh, no, those, I mean, those are things to look for. So how do you partition your time, let's say, in a day and a week between the stuff you got to do on the business administration side and then the creative side? Um, let's see. I, <laughs> it, it all depends, right? Kind of like um, whatever needs to be done right now, I think is how it goes down. Really? Like, all right, so we've, we've got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, what's due first and what's right. paying most. Right, right. Or what will get me a hot water if I don't do it right now. Or, right, you know, like right. <laughs> yeah, what is what is the priority that, that is beating the other ones? Uh, but ultimately, if I have a choice, I'm going to do what I'm most excited about. Right. Um, so, like, if I feel like when I first hear about a project, that's the most excited I'm going to be. Right, So right. I kind of want to dive in immediately. Right, right. All right, everything else I'm doing, cool. Kick it to the side because I'm hyped on this Let's right see what now. The, right, right. You know, and, and being hyped about it is hard to fake, right? Right, like, right. So, you know, doing stuff that you're not excited about as an artist, you're kind of like, you know, why do I want to drudge through this right now? Right. Like, I want to do stuff I'm, I'm hyped to do. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So, but... But that doesn't mean you forsake all the paperwork, follow-up emails, and all that no, stuff for new it, art honestly, projects. So how do you do that? Because I think sometimes I spend all day just doing that, like just everything but art. Right. Okay. You know, it, like literally, I'll spend you know three days just doing. Right to make sure email, it's on. follow right. up, connect this, that, the other thing, and then hopefully draw for like uh, a couple hours at the end of the night. Right. Like at like two in the morning. Right. You know. <laughs> right. But I mean, the fact that you will do that. And you understand the ecosystem of if I want to be an independent artist, I'm not just fully an artist. Like I have to be a businessman yeah. as well. I have to be able to handle my business or else I won't have much business to handle. And I think that's a really tough uh, dynamic for artists. That's, thus, some artists have agents and manager or they should. Right. Because if you're not willing to do that part of the job, then you should probably have someone doing it for you because it needs to be done. Like when I managed Dell... My what I told Dell and what my mission was was to be as on it, as progressive, and as creative with my business management as he was as an artist. That's what's up. So we man so we balanced out. Like I'm, you know, I'm on that like that. So he doesn't have to worry about this because I'm feeding off of what he's doing, where he's going. I'm I'm spending so much time with him learning about where what direction he's taking in his music, what he wants to do more of, what he wants to do less of. Yeah. And then processing that and then flipping it my way in a business sense so that it looks like so this is Dell's emceeing, and this is Dell's management, and you can see they're both very progressive, and they fit Dell. Yeah. Um, and a lot of artists are just, I want to do art. But then they're independent. It's like, well, if you're going to be independent, then you're not going to be just an artist. It's the same way as if you're a, a chef at a fine restaurant, and all of a sudden you open your own restaurant. You're no longer just the chef. Yeah. So. No, you're, you're everything. <laughs> right. So you, well, have, you have that discipline, which is, you know, well, that was a weird thing, too, like um, when you go from being an artist to, say, an art director, mm -hmm. suddenly you are not doing art. You're, you're telling other people how to do art right. or, or something along that line. Right. Um, and I had to do that a couple times in my career. And, there's, and I never trained for it. Right. right? So right. you're suddenly like, wait, I don't do this anymore. I'm just telling people how to do theirs better. Right. This right. is weird. It's you a know? different thing. Right. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I ran into that in um, 
I worked on a cartoon uh, back in the day, and it was uh, called the the Nutshack, uh-huh. right? And it was uh, the it was a, a real good time. It was hilarious, and but like we were all kind of thrown into the fire, right? You know, and like what are you doing now? So I was like the initially the only dude doing animation, right? The right. whole kind of thing. It was the writer and me, and that was it. And were so, there horses in it? Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. See, no. Hor- no common theme for horses through no, his career. No. No. Okay. No. That was a much a much later time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were all kind of shocked that that worked. But <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like getting into that, um, it was kind of trippy because then I had to explain my style of animation, which I didn't even understand kind of how to talk about. Well, how to actually? You know right, what I mean? And like. Right. They're like, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing it. You know, <laughs> like, right. how do I develop words for something I don't talk about? Right. You know, it's just a visual understanding. Right. So finding um, the verbiage to translate. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, like, then trying to, like, teach people how to draw kind of how I was doing it. And, um, and it was a trip, man. And so then we went into actually uh, to voice acting with comedians and stuff like that yeah. for that show. And um, I would be kind of, like, trying to push them in their, you know, voice acting and whatever else. Like, well, here's how I... Right, right. Accentuate this part or this and that. And it's all just kind of like um, stuff that you would kind of just do because you're like, I think it'd be better if you do this. Right. And you just um, trust and wing it. Yeah. And and it's trippy how like all that sort of stuff worked. And then where like we're suddenly when it became, um, hey, dude, like I can't do this whole cartoon by myself. Right. Started working with a a studio in the Philippines. Oh, okay. So that was when I, you know, started having to kind of try to get in our direction and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. And yeah, there was a lot of hard lessons learned. Like, you know, and A, like I've never learned any of this other than teaching myself how to animate, right? Right, (laughs) right. I mean, exactly. So that ties into my next question is, what was was one of your early tough lessons in in your art career? Like that really like, Hit you like oh, Ooh, um, let's see. I'm trying to decide what direction to go here. <laughs> no, he can edit the silence. Right? One that hurt the pocket. <laughs> no, we keep the silence in so it's, it's oh, real. Okay. Yeah, like uh, the one that made you be like, dude, I can't, I can't do that that way no more. Yeah, so this wasn't super early on, but it was you know about ten years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's early within the freelance career. Um, I was doing a project for. Um, uh, Heineken, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can I talk about this?" Yeah, I think so. Um, anyways, and uh, we'll call it Schmeineken. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so they, uh, I was hired through a creative agency to do, uh, you know, beer uh, labels mm-hmm. um, or you know, full can designs, all this stuff. Like, yeah, it was going to be super sick for. Um, for I forget exactly what it, what uh, like holiday it was supposed to drop on, you know, probably like Cinco de Mayo, right? De, right. De los Muertos, something like that, right? Why 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 would you say that? I, no, I I'm, mean, <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> I'm that dude, uh, right? You know? right. <laughs> so you know, if you're looking for something culturally appropriate, oh, you holler at me, right? And um, but yeah, so they hit me up um to do this these designs, and I learned. <laughs> about not getting your deposit when you're supposed to get oh, your deposit. Oh, And so that was a harsh lesson. Um, so I was supposed to get this initial amount, and then uh, it never shows up. I work right. in good faith on it. It's right. going to show up. Next thing I know, it's been months, and I never got anything. Right. Um, and then we finished the project, and then I'm not cool with that. You know, they'll pay up now, right? And then um, <laughs> they're like, hey, so we're not going to use this. Like, oh, what do you mean, dude? Like, and they're like, yeah, so we can't pay you the full amount anymore. 
Oh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so they kind of flexed on me being a, a creative agency mm-hmm. and me being kind of green to the whole situation. Right, right. And they're like, listen, you know, we could maybe want to use you for other projects in the future. I'll try to like, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. kind of big time me and I'm like, well, they're like, so we're going to give you like a third of what you were promised. Right. I'm like, wow, that's super whack, but I guess it's better than zero. Right. So, you know, I ended up taking a, a hard L on that one. Um, so what was the lesson in that? Uh, <laughs> there was multiple lessons, I guess. Is A, don't believe them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like when someone says they're going to pay you, that doesn't mean anything. Right, like it's, right, right. It just, it's supposed to happen. Uh, but, and... Yeah, that that one was tough, bro, because it was like, all right, so I just like gambled my family's like whole summertime right. on this X amount, large yeah. project, and then now I'm getting a third of what I'm supposed to get sometime in the right. future. Right. And they just, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I don't know. I'm not one to to air that stuff, you know, normally. Right. I just take the L and learn from it. Right. But so you what know? did you but what did you do different? Else. What did you do different on your business practices after that? A never worked with them again. Right. Um, <laughs> right. B, um, definitely, you know, try to make sure that the people come with the the deposit before you start. Before you start working. Yeah. I mean, unless you know them, right? Like, if they're a client you work with, and, right? And they've always paid their bills, right? You know, you know, or you know, they've looked out for you, whatever it is, and you know that they're going to. Cool. Like, it's that's all good. Right. Um, and I mean, I there's an. I don't want to go negative on everything, but <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. These are it's these are lessons that people to learn, so that yeah. way the cats listening to this don't make those same mistakes. Because we all have a whole trough of those, and we tend to learn oh, a lot sure. more from these things, these bad situations, than we did from good situations. So, no, nah, you can. You're in a safe space. So, and I think it's yeah, like a make sure you get a deposit, right, right, because that deposit was more than they paid me. It should have been right because it's supposed to be half. I right. got a third, like right. that's super whack, and um. And then, you know, uh, I laughed when their stuff did come out and no one cared because right. they, oh, the other thing was they didn't want to use my stuff because it was too real right. at, oh. at the time. This right. is 2011 Right. Very different times now, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, this is, they were worried my stuff was too edgy. Right. It was going to alienate again. the others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, like it's, I mean, it would have done great just for the fact that you had new art on everything and people that like my stuff would have swooped it people right. that had any sort of uh relation to it would have been hyped right um instead whatever but yeah that's why i don't drink heineken ever. right don't <laughs> you hear that guys that's why and or nothing heineken adjacent right uh, <laughs> keeps it coronas and modelos right modelos they, yeah. they took care of you or they've never burned you yeah, before yeah. so it's cool uh, I, and I've worked with them. What's up? Shouts out to them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I was talking to Stash, uh, I took Stash to the, the Giants game not too long ago. And we we're talking about his episode. And, you know, he's always sharing with me the different experiences that he's dealing with, with navigating these large scale clients and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of the things he brought up was a kill fee. And I didn't know what a kill fee was. And he was like, yeah, he's like, so, you know, when you start your, when you're doing the contract up front, you know, obviously you want to have whatever your uh, deposit is, but you also, if you can, he's like, not all clients will do it. Sometimes it'll be a deal breaker. Some clients will be like, well, I ain't doing that. Yeah. But some, when it's good, will be like, okay, because they're envisioning the project going through anyway. So they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, if it doesn't go through and we've done 
60% or 70% or, or more of the work, then here's a kill fee if we decide yeah. to dead the project or not use it. And I was like, ooh, how do you go about getting that in there? Because <laughs> it's like, not, he's like, it's not, not every client's going to go for it, but yeah. it never. So this goes into my next thing. So how do you go about pricing like your work, murals, projects? Like how do you, how do you go about pricing? It's, I feel like it's always different. Right. There's never a, I, I don't have a particular set thing because um, every client's different. Right. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it's it's a trip because you work with different ones, you know, like, um, I feel like as artists, we're so used to being lowballed. Right, right. Right. But then on the rare occasions where you throw out a price and they're like, okay. And you're like, oh, wait, flinch. what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, shit. I could have got asked how a little much? bit more. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that happened uh, not not too long ago either. Where like uh, they they gave me one price. I'm like, well, how about this? They're like, okay. I'm like, wait, wait, how high could I have gone? Uh, could I have got this? They're like, yeah, but not now because you already agreed to that. Oh shit! I'm like, yeah. Oh, bro, you're, come you're, on. Like, <laughs> you're, you're wild for even trying to re re up negotiate after you've yeah. already. I think yeah, like, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's it's a it, it's always a little bit different, and it depends who you're talking to, right? Yeah. Do you know these people you're working with? Right. Do you not? You know, like, what's the relation? And um. So yeah, a lot of times you don't really know the you. Ha I mean, you have to be the only one that will bat for yourself, right? So right. like you have to try, um, right? Right. And that's I mean that's another lesson right there that applies to everything, not just um, for prices, but also for whatever project collaboration this and that is that if you don't ask, right. the answer is no. Right. Like right. straight up. Like right. you told yourself no because you didn't ask. You didn't bother to ask, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times, like, I mean, I'll still be not wanting to say something, but then I'm like, dude, I mean, you, you, you're, just your, ask. you're your manager. You know, you what, whatever manager. it is, yeah. like, I mean, they could say yes. Who knows? Right, right. You know, uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of fight a lot about prices with my own mind a lot. You know, like, right. what is this and that? And so, and I think it's also kind of like where you get to um, what's the last project I did that was similar. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. It should be around that range. Some president of like price. Yeah, range. and so like, and that moves up all the time, right? Right. Like, you know, hopefully. Yeah, you and know, it's going right. So, so when it comes to that, so the criteria of pricing, do you factor in time? Like, what are your what are your factors that you're equating in your head to come up with a price? Let's say, for example, we'll take a few examples. Let's say yeah. someone wants you to do, you know, a large scale mural that's I don't know, twenty feet tall by. 60 feet long like and what are what are the what are the questions you're asking or what are you factoring in your brain to help figure out this price that you're gonna quote them for uh i mean i guess it's yeah the scale is probably the first right part is like all right how, how big is this and then how long is it going to take right um do i think what supplies do we need right um is that provided by them is that provided by me right um do uh do we have to code it um or not I mean uh, like post-code it? Like yeah, clear-code yeah, like, it? Does it oh, need yeah, something yeah. in the end? Do you have to prime it yourself? Are they going to do it? Right. Um, you know, is the wall good to go or does it need some help? Right, you know? right. Um, so these are questions you're asking yeah. them to help determine your and price. So yeah, okay. kind of all, all of that. Um, and then I feel like you always have to ask what's your budget, number one. Right, 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 right. right. Always there. ask that right, question. Right. If they tell you what they have in mind, it might be different than what you have in mind. Exactly. It could be lower. It could be higher. It could be the exact. Yeah. Who knows? I try um, never to. I try never to throw the first number out. That's right. what one of my mentors said. Don't. It's like tennis. Yeah. They'll be like, I don't know. I've never worked with someone like this. What does it usually cost? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, what's your budget? They just hit it right back to them. <laughs> like, it's like, how long can we go? Like, I'm like, don't say the first number, Tion. Try so hard, it's hard to like. So I just be like, you know, tell me your idea. 
your concept and your budget. And what I right. the, the reason why I, I do it in that order is I want them to think their vision as raw and unedited as possible. Oh, I can imagine Urban Aztec doing this big wall. And it's going to have some like Mayan stuff over here and it's going to flow into like this river and it's going to bring back the history of, of Concord and it's going to have this and it's going to have this 3D effect and it's going to be a QR and so augmented reality. So I want them to think all of that and I go, okay, great. Now how much is your budget? Because then they have to negotiate against their own self. Oh shit, I just said I wanted this whole fucking scene. <laughs> I can't tell them I have 750 I can't tell them I have yeah. 1500 bucks. Like, you know, <laughs> like... It's yeah, and I mean, and then also, yeah, who is the client, right? Like, right. is it a corporation? Is it you know a mom and pop shop? Is mm -hmm. it whatever? You know, and that's all stuff that factors in too. Where it's right. kind of like, all right, well, you know, if if you're this large company, you should be paying X amount, right? Right. Versus what you know, uh, this this La Mico Cana and yeah. Concord is going to charge, yeah. You know, La Pinata, you know, right, uh, right. It, like it's. It's always, uh, like I said, it's just always a little bit different. Um, right. And yeah, what you just said, too, about never throwing out the first number. Like, I try the same thing. Right. Like and I, I just heard that somewhere, too, where someone was talking about negotiating is, like, never throw the first number. Like right. That's, you know, you're the fool if you throw the first one. Like, but sometimes you have to. Right. Yeah. Because right? they're like, well, what uh, what are you thinking? And you're like, well, I said, what's your budget? And they're like, yeah, cool. What are you thinking? Right. And I'm like, all right. So we're just going to keep ping pong until I right, say something. Right. All right. I'll say something. Right. And there's no, <laughs> there's no exact science. But, yeah, that is, like, one of those, that's one of the that stuck with me um, is just, you know, try not to. And then another thing that's tough is I'll normally ask for what I actually expect. Yeah. And so you also should, in, in, if we're talking negotiating, right? Yeah. You should pad that so that you land back where you want right, to be. Right, right. Um, you should go above what you actually are cool with. Right. Um, because then... You know, if they're like, all right, yeah, but, you know, we, you know, don't need this or don't need that or you know, right. we only have this much amount, then hopefully they'll land closer to where you were actually okay. Right, right. So, you know, and, yeah, that's, or that's real. you get a higher price than you expected. Yeah. And so. that's, that's one of the, one of the games from Stosh is he was saying, even if I'm doing something for free for a nonprofit or for a community center or, you know, give, uh, giving a discount, he's like, I always tell people how much this costs. Yeah. And then I'll, but I'm giving it to you for this amount for these reasons. So that way, if they come back later on, the president is like, this is the amount. He said 20 racks for this, but he's giving it to me for 12 because we have this relationship where he's looking for a long term, whatever yeah. it is. But he's like, always give, let people know your max, your, like your, your standard, your high standard. Um, but no, yeah, that's real. in the game, we go back and forth of like trying to not. So it's like, you know, they go, you know, I don't know. And this is the, the clients always do this. It's like, I don't know. I've never really, I don't know how to value your work. I've never done this before. Like, what, is it, what does it cost to yeah. do something like that? And I'm like, well, you know, all types of things. You know, what is your numbers? So if we go back and forth like you're saying and they don't ever give me a number, I'm just going to give an astronomic number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's not. Okay, well, then you have a range. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to what you actually So 80 thought. grand for that, for yeah. that 10 by 10 foot wall is too much? Okay, well, what is your budget? Yeah. Because, I mean, most have a range. For sure. No, they, everyone has something right. in mind. And, and if you're, you know, like you're saying, when, when you, uh, you threw out a number and they said yes too quick, and you're like, shit. It's like, <laughs> you know, they may have, let's say, 10K for that wall, but if you say 3,500, they're like, great, then I can use this other money for like this other thing. Whereas, like, they actually allotted yeah. up to 10K for this art project. Right. Um, you know, and then when we learn that lesson and we start saying the higher number, and they're like, okay. And we're like, <laughs> like, yeah, we get to, do, ah, to do this. This is amazing. So, um, do you charge more 
based upon size or based upon intricacy of artwork? Probably size because I treat everything the same. Okay. Uh, like, um, I, I expect the same level from whatever I'm doing. Right. Right. So okay. like anything, and that's another thing too, is like anything I put my name on, Yeah. I want to make sure it's on point. Right. 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 And, and that's kind of uh, just another thing. Um, it's, it's, you know, like the Raiders commitment to excellence or whatever. Right. Oh, <laughs> horrible analogy right now. Horrible. It was just but to yes, use yes, the okay. slogan. I'll, I'll I was going to say the slogan. Okay. There you but go. But yeah. You know, anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was like the Oakland Off A's. Vegas Root in Oakland. Yeah. It's like horrible timing. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but so you should have the pride in your work. I feel like yeah. anything you work on, you're cool. Like right. someone sees it, they know it's you. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the level we expect, right? You know, uh, so say like when it comes to whether that's murals, toys, whatever, right? Um, I want to be able to look at it in twenty years and still be like, oh, you did your thing. All right, cool. Yeah, right. That's that was on point. Right. If I painted that today, I'd still be happy. You know, right. Like, um, even though our eye is constantly developing. Yeah, but you but, you know you put your foot in it when you when you did it, so to speak. No. Um, I was so like, I think I heard that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was my boy who's actually a video game concept designer and a graffiti artist. That's what's up. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get him on later on. But, he, you know, anyways, without, without veering too far off. So, okay, so how do you factor in uh, rough designs, renderings, revisions? How, do you, how does that play a role in the pricing? It kind of all depends. Um, generally, I guess it's kind of an all-inclusive thing. Um, okay. For the most part. So you're factoring that in when you throw out a number. Yeah, like if that's going to be part of it, um, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. But <laughs> because it right. is like, oh, I spent two weeks designing it versus how much I spent actually painting it. Right, 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 um, right, right. It's you know, then I forget. Oh, I should have been painting it in three days. Oh, it took three days. Like, nah, bro, it took all yeah. that other time. Right, too. right, right. Um, but yeah, it all depends, bro. And then um, yeah, just just trying to. To make sure that, that all your bases are covered and right, um, yeah, I, I think there's also like number of changes, right? Like right. You don't um, expect to have to do a lot. Of Plus, changes. I was gonna say like how many revisions is like in the budget before you're like, all right, dude, we gotta like. <laughs> it depends on the gig, right? Okay. So, like, so give me give me one of your worst scenarios where <laughs> that's been like. When, but you don't have to say the company name, but he said worst scenario. Yeah, we're like you know. You started here, but then the revisions became just oh, man. out of control. And then what did you do to, to, to handle that or mitigate that? What if you didn't mitigate it and it just kept getting ridiculous? I, um, I, <laughs> we, we have those, too. Um, no, well, well you, it's funny. But yeah, because you said bring up the worst one. Um, uh, I worked with this. Um, I was doing a, a digital mural for, right. for someone. And the, um, the creative agency had no backbone. Right. And they kept allowing the client to ask for changes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, what's happening? Right. And so I don't know anyone at this point at, on this particular job. And I was like, you know, normally I'm used to working with agencies that have your back. Right. And they're right. Like, They'll go back to the client. And yeah. Be like, be like look, bro, you get two. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Like, right. They, we, we literally went through, I don't know. 15 uh -huh. and i'm like yo is this what are you doing right like, and so eventually uh what i had to do to stop it was be like listen if you want anything else you have to pay for it like right. that's that like we've crossed way too many right right <laughs> and then the moment i said that it stopped they were good like oh okay right You're like i'm like you were not doing the part to say hey guys we can't keep asking him for stuff right so until i put my foot down myself 
it wasn't going to stop. Right. So you let it go up to 15 revisions I, before you stop. I mean, you're a generous, you're a generous I, guy. I try to be. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I always try to be cool with folks and whatever. Yeah. And, but like, it goes a lot longer if you actually are versus um, just being super ass cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's, you know, uh, it, it works for a lot of things. And then yeah. I guess, but in the fact of letting that drag on, it's not the best right. thing. Right, right, um, right. And so you actually upset me. And now I have to tell you to, to step like, off. All right, then. You know? Right, like, right. <laughs> now I never want to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's, that's the lesson is just to move off of it. Yeah, we were working with, uh, oh, my God, was it 2K, NBA 2K, folks? <clears throat> okay. And what was funny is, like, Illuminaries had the gig. And then it got tedious for them. And they're like, you know what? We don't want this gig anymore. I'm like, ah, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So we took it. And like, you know, I had Khufu doing all the, all the character work. It's for like a street course in the game, you know, Legends. So they had all these Legends like Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, whatever. Dope. And so they're like, yeah, draw them doing, you know, dunks and this and this, right? But make them like kind of, you know, caricature. So, dude, they went back like Magic Johnson's head's too big, Kobe's legs too thick, cause the foot. I mean, oh. it, it went so, <laughs> so many times. And, and you know, Koof's like, well, whatever. This is fun. It's practice. He's like, I look at it as it's fun. It's practice. I'm just drawing whatever. Yeah. And, dude, after weeks, we're like, okay, dude, any more revisions we're going to have to. And they're like, okay, okay, just one more. Can you make Kobe's head, like, tilted a little bit more? And so we did that. And then they never used it in any of it. <laughs> and then our our guy had a our I had a guy acting as the agent go and had to chase the money down yeah to get him to pay for it because they were just going cut and run and he's like dude no you, so yeah that just reminded me of um back in the day I was doing a poster for Fandango mm -hmm. for barbershop okay yeah all right and so every actor was allowed approval of their likeness oh shit yeah and yeah there's like. 20 people. That, Dude, I heard, like, I heard doing Hollywood <laughs> actors or celebrities like yeah, yeah. rings is like. Oh, it was rugged, bro. Like, <laughs> I think legit, like, there was four or five of us working on these posters, yeah. this poster series. Everyone else tapped out. Like, forget it, bro. Like, <laughs> like we're done. Do and I'm right. like, no, I'm going to see this shit through. <laughs> right, right. Because I've been doing yeah. it so damn long. Like, and it was just like, I want it to happen because I already spent so much time. Right, we weren't right. getting any more anything for it. Right. Right. And then, uh, then it, when it finally came out and got approved, and, you know, and like, you know, Cube approved right away. Right. You know, like all the, the, you know, the main cats. It right. Was, it was the other cats so that get weren't it. approving. Right. Um, and it, it, <laughs> like, it, it, the, what, Nicki Minaj put the poster up and cut my name off. I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, like, my God. Appreciate it. That was worth it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that this doing anything of like either whether it's realism or caricatures or whatever on celebrities because they're people are they've been seen and shot yeah. so many times that if you don't get it exactly they want it, they're like. They don't get it that like it's your interpretation or it's like it's tough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because that happens a lot too, where it's um, when you get into likenesses, right? Right. So then they want your style, right? But you also have to make it photo exact of yeah. what they look like. right, right, right. Um, especially well in the face, a hundred percent. Like the rest of it, maybe you can stylize a bit, right, right. Um, so it's funny how that that does take that twist every time. Right, um, where you're like, "Yo, dude, I traced your face, and you still don't." They're like, this? like "No, no." <laughs> you're like, "No, look at the photo." Yo, I traced it. They're like, "It's still different." Okay, it's well, something. let me draw what you think you look like. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, send me the photo you want me to use, and then they'll still not be because they they know someone's touched it. Um, yeah, it's wild. So, 
what are what would you say your three main skills? Uh, yeah, of your many skills, three main skills that have been most helpful in navigating the business of the arts. Um, let's see. I I think we covered some of it. I would say um, the you, number one to survive in being a freelance artist, you have to have drive. Like if you don't have that drive, that, right. You know, and then like being having the hustler mentality that you will make things happen. If there's nothing there, you'll create that thing. Right. You know, um, kind of looking for, uh, you know, having that creativity to, to see uh, different connections, right? Right. And, and whether that's, you know, in things that could possibly exist that don't exist now. Right. Or, you know, uh, trying to see, you know, um, you know, I, I guess building into the second thing, which is networking. I right. Would, I would think is another huge key. Right. Um, is just putting yourself out there, talking to people, like, you know, learning everything you can about different stuff. And, um, you know, I would say, like, even if you're not involved in what you want to be involved in, right. put yourself there. Right. Right. Whether you have no business there or not, just because you want to be there. Right. Right. And then you never know what's going to happen. Right. Like, it's kind of like uh, manifesting things. Right. right. Where, yep. you know, which is, you know, you, people say this now. At the time, there was no word for this. Right. Um, and <laughs> but, like, uh, say say like for me like going to uh, like a comic con or something like that like the that I would go to just to to enjoy and trip out on and, and see right. things like at the same time if you're not there right you don't meet those people right 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 like you have to be there you so got you, yeah. you kind of got to make the sacrifice to go and and chop it up and right. see what you invest can do. in that time and that capital yeah. to get there and and you'd be surprised how many times you meet someone at a bar after a show. Like that's like right, that's right. another everyone's key. Everyone's in town. Everyone's yeah. right. Like legit, whatever convention you're at, everyone's there. Right. Um, and then what happens afterwards? I mean, like, say you'll end up hanging out with cats that you had no i you know idea were in the building, or just like right. You know, I've got to kick it with with people that are you know icons. You know, right. Like, right. I'm like, dude, what am I doing here? Like, right. How did this happen? I'm like, well, you know, you 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 place yourself in that moment. You know? Right. Um, right. And. It's not necessarily right place, right time. You you kind of made it you, happen. Yeah, you you, you know? interjected yourself in the process um, of. There's things. still some luck in recognizing, and, right? You know, but um, yeah. So I, I would say kind of you know networking and um, the drive and hustle. I think, right. Kind of they're, they're semi separate because one is you know fueling you and the other one right. is the you know recognizing and application and of it. Yeah. Okay. So in that situation, um, tell me if you can a quick story about. One of the really cool connections you met made that led to a, a cool business deal from just putting yourself out there and networking and being in the right place where you're just, you know, whether you're at a con at some bar afterwards or some weird yeah. connection where you just happen to go this spot and you talk to this spot that led to this and that. Like, do you have any of those? Yeah, I mean, so let, let's say uh, strictly back to what I was just talking about. Um, so I was at San Diego Comic Con, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago, something like that. Right. Um, not sure the exact time, but kind of being uh, some of the last people standing, right? right? Like, right so right. Uh, my homie Rooster, what's up, Big Juan? How you doing, brother? And um, he uh, was like, you know, where you at, this, that, whatever. And then I connected with him. And then he introduced me to uh, my boy Igo mm -hmm. and um, Brock and Mikey from Mondo. Um, and Igo worked at Sideshow Collectibles. Okay. Right? And so I ended up, later on working with both of those companies probably largely just due to that one introduction right you know and i mean a they know your work also right right um which also kind of has to happen but um you know i think just getting to to chop it up and 
you know, meet other people of like, like mind, right? They're trying to do creative stuff in the same spaces. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I had known my one partner since, you know, uh, probably like, oh, seven ish or something mm-hmm. like that. And then, you know, uh, you know, you never know who knows who or this and that. Right. And so we're all connected in different ways. It's all a spider web. Right. You right? start and talking like, about this and that led yeah, to like, oh, everyone's shit. Yeah. one degree from something else. You know what I mean? Like, um, like the, the folks that, that I could connect you to or you could connect me to or whatever it is. Like, right. it's like, oh, bro, I didn't know I was even that close to that person. Right. They, right. You talk to them on the daily or, you know, right. whatever it yeah. is. Like, that's trippy, bro. Like, you never, like, art is such a, a weird thing. Um, where you never know what's going to happen, right? Like, it could pop up in any which way. Right. Um, like, uh, one of the, like, all the time, like, something will just kind of happen, and you're like, yeah, I had no idea that was going to happen, but, you know, your art is wherever right. it is. It's working. It's already permeating yeah. through the world, and it's it's creating inspiration, and, like, people will be like, yo. Like, one, one story <laughs> that always cracks me up is, um, I think this was, like, 2010-ish. Do you remember when T-Pain and Kesha were seen at the strip club? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Way back. So it was everywhere, all over all the, you know, like TMZs and all the blogs and this and right. that, right? Right. T-Pain was wearing my shirt. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So everyone was like, yo, did yo, you see this? Sh- right. You know, it, it's it's just a trip, bro. And so that was like a, a piece I had done with Kid Robot uh, okay. way back when. Yeah. But yeah, so he's wearing it in that shot that was like semi just happened to be the shot that, went, that blew up. <laughs> and uh, he had the good taste to be wearing it at the time. Right. <laughs> he's like, yo. So... <laughs> And then another one was wow. um, uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a toy, uh, my Jaguar Warrior Dunny, which was my first like big crossover piece with Kid Robot back mm-hmm. in the days. And it was uh, featured, it was the only one in Rolling Stone back in the day. Wow. And I was like, you know, no idea that was going to happen. Right. Like, oh, somebody looked out, you know. And right. And who knows never, what never that know. led to beyond that. So what, today, what is, what was one of your, or what is one of your favorite uh, gigs you've done? Um, for me personally, I mean, there's, you know, in every medium, I have a, a particular one, right? Right, but, right. Uh, to me, still, I think the Wolverine toy yeah. that I did um, is probably, you know, like one of the things I'm still like hyped about that I can't right. believe happened. You know, my favorite superhero of all time, and you know, getting to do something officially with Marvel, right? Um, but in your style, like, is pretty yeah. ridiculous yeah i don't know um, too many people that get to do things with marvel in their style yeah no it's it's super not normal yeah <laughs> i'm waiting for marvel to hit me up and be like yo we want you to do dr strange but like in your graffiti piece style i'm like yeah like yeah that'd be dope that would be fire so multiverse of uh you know funk dude i'm saying <laughs> i mean and this is what's dope like <clears throat> as we're rounding it out like what i really like about you, your career, you've diversified through so many different lanes. Um, and 95% of the work that you've done for all these different clients has been your style. Yeah. It wasn't like, I'm a dope artist. I can do anything you want me to do. And, you know, it doesn't look like your stuff, but you're just that talented. And there, and there are, that's another lane of skill and dope career making for a lot of people. But, um, as a writer, as a graffiti writer, as a, like as a as a b boy hip hop practitioner, like being able to make an income, infiltrate corporate world with your style, like not you didn't dilute your style, and you've got some of the biggest corporate clients ever, which validate validates for like 
artists coming up after you or people like me who are around you to be like, nah, when someone says like, oh, this is too much, it's like, nah, that just means it may not be for you. But you can represent on all levels with your style. 100%. Yeah. I, and I think it's, if you're genuine to who you are, right. like, people respect that. You know? Right. And like, they, they'll see that, oh, that's that. That's you, right? You right. know, like it's you're you're not faking the funk. It's for real, like you know, it's you're you're trying to live your truth on everything, right? You know, like that's what it is. Like you're representing yourself, your style, your culture. Like it all, you carry it all with you. That's the torch, right? Um, yeah, it's a trip. No, I mean legit, bro. I mean, how many people have told you you can't do art for any yeah, for a living? Like you this, can't do yeah. this that. Like, I mean. When I uh, I actually went to the art institute in San Francisco, mm -hmm. the first thing they said was ninety six percent of you, I think it was, will not be artists, like day one. And I was like, well, you know, this is the same mentality I've always. I'm like, well, I don't know about the other ninety six yeah, people. Yeah, y'all be I'm one of the ones. Right, like, you know, right, right, like, right. And like whatever I have to do, like it may not be exact, but I'm gonna right. make it happen. Um, and you know, again, that's just believing. Yeah. Um, but. Well, you know, it's funny because then every art piece I work on, you know, you go through that whole roller coaster of like, this is going to be sick to be like, oh, dude, I suck, bro. What right, am right, I doing? Right, right, right. And, uh, and then, but you're like, I just trust the process. Right. It's going to happen. Just get it out of your hands. Eventually. Yeah. And like, like, how many pieces have you painted where you're like, Bro, I, I'm not feeling this until I see the the outline. Yeah, you know? like, or like not... three weeks later when I stop looking at it and come back and look <laughs> at it. Like I always have a part of the process. I think most of the time, where somewhere along the process, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I should have went a different direction with this. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a there's a voice in the back of my head. It's just like, nah, we chose to go this route for a reason. Follow it through, and you may not even realize it until someone else or the client. Sees it. Then they're like, oh, this is exactly. And you're like, yeah. And you, and you, you know, but yeah, well, what I was thinking was, and you actually, like, you know. Well, that's one of the things, too, is where we, um, most of the time as an artist, you're your own harshest critic. Yeah. Right? It's so like anything anyone's ever said to you at any time is burned into your memory of, like, right, right. I can't do that one thing because then it's not going to work. Right. Uh, yeah, which is funny because, like, it's hard, bro. Like, because even, like, as we're painting, drawing, whatever it is, you're looking for the things you have to fix instead of what you did right. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. You know what for I mean? Sure. That's another harsh one, too, where it's kind of like, damn, bro, I need to start looking at what I did right instead of always right. what I did wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've, I've, at least I've, I've learned to just, if I have internal criticisms about a song I've did or like a piece, to not voice it. <laughs> Let other people receive your art and them share with you because that sure. will that may help you round out your edges. But don't be like, yeah, the piece is cool, but I was trying to do symmetry and my ears not the same as the beat. Like, don't <laughs> let them know that. They're not even gonna, they're not even thinking about that. Or like in a rap song, like, yeah, my second verse, I didn't really come with that <clears throat> as much, and I had a little itch. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know that shit. Just you know. So okay, and that's another lesson too, though. I mean, it's yeah. just to like, hey, bro, Dude. like. Any the stuff that you're hung up on, sometimes no one else notices. Yeah. It's just you, you know. And, For uh, real, like it's it's a good thing to to not dwell on. Yeah. And what kind know? of asshole would come up to you and be like, "Yeah, man, your your piece was dope, but yo, that one when you tried to be symmetrical, <laughs> the right side was not like the left side." But I saw a little a little bit of inch drop off the top. Oh, your homies. You'd be like, "You're a jerk." <laughs> yeah. And your homies, right? Because they know they know how much you're slaving over symmetry. What's that drip about, dog? Like, that's, okay. oh, that was on purpose. No, uh, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> See, that's when that's see that's when Buku stops doing symmetry for like a few months just so <laughs> purposely insymmetrical. Um, so okay, last two questions. What are 
your most your most favorite parts of living your career as an artist? What do you enjoy most about being an artist full time and having it be your financial whoop de whoop? Um, well, I, I think uh, being able to to do art. Um, is a blessing, bro. Like that's that that you're even able to do it at all is right. is a blessing straight up. And then the fact that you know all the stuff that you put time into, normally there's something to look at after the fact. Right. Right. So like a lot of people, whatever they're working on, they you don't necessarily have something to come back and be like, yo, that's that that's what I created right there. Like it's right gonna live on now or whatever. You know that piece exists somewhere. Right. Let's say you you know you're working on whatever and that's just time gone. Right. Um, so I think having that um, ability to create stuff that uh, will will go on even when you're not here. I right. Think. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going on somebody. Um, I think yeah, that's that's probably one of the the best things. And then yeah, I mean, just um, being able to to be creative and and work in art. Yeah. That, that's. I think I already said that. But so yeah. just being able, <laughs> yeah. being able to do art full time. Just being able to do it and survive. To do art full time. And, yeah. and, 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 well, and then I think also like the, you know, a lot of the projects and stuff that, that I've been working on recently are, are things I never imagined. They were dreams. Right, know? right. And I think being able to stick out for the long game. Right. Right. Like stuff that I wanted to do when I started out, it took 20 something years, but now we're doing it. Right, right, like, right. It's like, oh. You know, if if you have the um, you know the ability and the and the the toughness to to carry on and you know keep staying the course, right, things right, will right. eventually happen. Right, you stuck uh, in it long enough to see these things come fruition. And I think that's anything really. Like yeah. If if you were to to spend your time on whatever it is you're trying to do, right. If you stuck your focus on it for that long, they will eventually happen. Right. You that's know? real talk. So what is what is the con? What is the hardest part about living off of your art? The hardest part. Um, let's see. I guess you. <laughs> uh, I didn't focus on this one enough at the moment. It's trying to be positive. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. So this ain't a fluff piece. Yeah. So the hardest, the <laughs> hardest thing is um, that you never can turn it off. Right. It doesn't turn off. Like. Uh, I literally don't sleep, bro. Like, like much at all. Like maybe like four hours. Uh, but like, so you're always hustling, right? You're right. Always it's your own business. Thinking. So you're, even yeah. when you appear to be not doing something, you're right. still thinking about all these other things you're trying to do. Right. What? Like, honestly, if I could act on every idea I've ever had, bro, right. it would be insane. I yeah, probably yeah. acted on three percent. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, but it's it, yeah, it's crazy, bro. So like, um, always. Uh, Let's spin it positive. But yeah, so I, I kind of view it like um, you're always planting seeds. Right, 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 right. And hopefully they grow. Right. They don't always grow. So the challenge is yeah. you're, always, you're always working, always planting. Yeah, so yeah. always doing that. Right. Um, and then, you know, uh, a lot of times things don't happen. Right. right? And you have to just ex accept it and move on. Right. right? And right. so it's kind of like developing a, a thick skin. You can't, you know, um, dwell on every piece of it. Right, you know, like, right. Um, you know, A, you want to stay humble, right? right? Right, And that will help you. <laughs> and um, because you know, no one wants to work with people that aren't humble. Right. You know, like, I'm no. not trying to hear about how great you are every moment of the day. No. Um, I'd it, much rather work with someone who's yeah. not as talented, who has the right attitude than a 
Yeah, overly I mean, people talented, that are jerk. fun and cool to work with. Like yep. that's the best piece, yep. you know. And um, uh, I definitely enjoy um, you know collaborating with other folks too. Like right. you know bouncing stuff and like oh I guess yeah our, our styles hitting off of each other would be ridiculous. Right, right. It's super cool to see what happens and um, you know it's just and then it's fun to to see how other people paint or whatever it is. Right. Because you know, I think, I don't know if about everyone, but I think a lot of us are kind of like a taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. Where like, if I watch you do something, I can kind of do it because that's how I learn. You can understand the math. Yeah. Like, Especially if you've been doing your own style for a while, you can see yeah. people's equations. Like reading stuff, I don't necessarily learn that way. Right, like, right, right. watching something happen visually is right. a way easier experience. And um, yeah, I think that's it's kind of a, a trippy way of looking at it. Right, right. okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two more so do you when you're not drawing for your business do you still have time to draw or paint like walls or just sketch um i try to yeah um i don't always have time right um, because you kind of have to justify the time right 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 right? um and that's like it's tough bro because like you kind of have to do stuff to um to stay um current and up to date on your steeds right and, right and how you keep learning and keep progressing right um you have to be you know drawing and painting right you know um a lot and so it's um but then how much time can you put on um trying to create your new whatever it happens to right, be right 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 um like i'm trying to create this this cartoon idea and this story these characters right. i have to come up with who they are what, what do they do like right. I, I have to draw them all like each one of them takes a certain amount of time to make it happen right know? right um or whatever it happens to be right right like, um yeah because so. that's that's one of the challenges i've known from being around different artists you know who've made a career out of it like a lot of my friends who have been pro skaters for most of their adult life and they're like in you know our age late 40s early 50s um they're into music or photography. Like they had to find another creative outlet because their creative outlet became their job. Yeah. And so when they're not working, they're not doing that anymore. They're doing something else. You know, like my guys who are full-time artists, you know, when they're not, when they're not working, they're usually not painting because <laughs> they're painting most right. of the time or they're drawing, you know. And so that balance, you know, is that, is that tricky one is like, you know, do you still do your art when you're not doing your art for business? You know, so yeah, we should weave it all in. How you do? Okay. Uh, last thing: What is a quote or something someone told you that really helped you in navigating turning your art into a business that really stuck with you? Um, let's see. So uh, I spent some time in in uh, South Dakota um, studying with a, a native painter there named Bob Penn, mm-hmm. and one of the things he said was, um, how do you say this? It was, it, it's interesting because now it's, you're going to laugh because it has a horse in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, we started with the horse, we ended with the horse. Um, it's great. So he said, uh, you know, take your best pony and ride into your worst fear. Okay. what he said. And basically it's kind of like, you know, what, whatever your talent is, whatever you're trying to create, like that is your vehicle to do what you're trying to do. Right. And to be brave in the face of it. Okay. Like don't step back from it. And that's another thing that, you know, um, is just to be brave in the moment. Right. Right. Like a lot of times, like you'll recognize a situation, but we'll shy away from it. Right. Right. Um, step into it, you know, like don't, don't ever back away. Right. Because then 
you know, that could have led to who knows what, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, like, say, uh, I ended up doing um, a TV show called Vinyl Addiction back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. I would interview other artists and uh, stuff like that, go to stores, this and that. Um, but I had never interviewed anyone. Right. And because other people were too, like, scared to do it. Right. So we were trying to promote our cartoon at um, the, like, comedy jam at shoreline back in the right day. okay and so then we had to interview all these comedians right mm-hmm. and so we're trying to chop it up with them no one wanted to step to them um, and i was like well i'll do it then let's right. go and so then i had you know i interviewed uh gabriel iglesias uh joe coy lisa lampanelli okay. yeah, angela yeah. johnson like right you know, all these folks and you know you got to be quick you have to like right you know, whatever they say you know you're, you're like you're about to get roasted but it's good you right. roll with it you gotta know? take and, it uh but so i think I never thought I could do that. Right. But then you're just thrown into the fire and you did it. Like, right. Because you stepped up to it and then it leads to other things. Right. right? So like you never really um, know what to expect from that moment. But I would say always try to step into it. Right. That's that's real. And uh, on that note, I think, you know, we started with the horse and we ended with a horse. It, it's so <laughs> prophetic. Um, you know, maybe horse is not your spirit animal, but maybe if you find your spirit animal, it'll guide you and you'll see it from your beginning origins of your turning your art into a career all the way to your current state. So look for your spirit. It could be your ride or die. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. And we're here with (laughs) not Jesse Martinez, Jesse Hernandez, urban Aztec, art to empire. Do it up. Blah.